What is up, guys? And welcome back to episode seven of the Rush Hour podcast. Happy to be back alongside Paul Cavera, Hunter Del Gershio, and everyone's favorite, now back on the podcast, Al D'Ambrosio. Hey. Hey, Al. We're going to get right into it like we always do on the podcast. Three straight wins for the New York Knickerbockers. Hey, Paul, take us away. So, uh, you know, recent recent games, you know, the Knicks, uh, they haven't been able to close out games, you know. This entire year has been based on, you know, close games coming down on the wire and, you know, the Knicks could not hold on. It's It's been changing recently. I, I mean, I think R.J. Barrett's kind of blossomed into a guy that you could count on late in games. I think the last two games he's shown that. I know John didn't watch the game tonight. It was pretty convincing when we really didn't. Paul, Paul, really, I watched the game. Didn't watch a ton of the game. You were playing Rocket League. You I was playing Rocket League. So tonight we just kind of dominated on all aspects of the game. The Lakers are not fully healthy. It's not a team that we should have lost to. But the last two nights we played the Grizzlies and I think the Raptors, you know, back-to-back down in the wire games. And, you know, we got the wins. Wasn't pretty. We fought back in the Grizzlies game down a lot, big early. And we came back and, you know, won that game, which was huge. RJ Barrett stepped up in the clutch there. You know, after Anthony Edwards' comment and this whole not – in the top 25 of the 25 and under in the NBA, I think RJ Barrett's really stepped up his game. It's like, I, I, I'm shocked with the improvements I've seen recently. I don't know about you, John, but I, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. It, it is drastic. I mean, at the start of the season, he had a good preseason, but I mean, a couple games in the season, it was awful. Uh, yeah. His shooting saw, percentage, saw, everything was off. Couldn't shoot a three. I saw it's, a stat. It's a ton, or, it's a different. I saw a stat. Sorry to cut you off. I saw a stat right. yesterday. First 12 games of the season, RJ Barrett shooting 19% from three. Yep. The next the last next 40 games he's played, he's shooting 46% from three. Yep. I, that's an unbelievable improvement from the first 12 games of the season. He I, he must have drastically changed something in his jump shot to have now make him, you know, not a reliable shooter, but at least a shooter, you know, that you give the ball to and you know, trust him to make a shot. And, and Paul, you touched on this before. Uh, the biggest issue for the Knicks is just closing games out. They yep. have huge leads. Even the yeah. Grizzlies are uh, not sorry. The Raptors game was an 18 point lead. Yeah. Usually yeah. a good team doesn't give up an 18 point lead. That means they got to hit a lot of three pointers. And, and that's exactly what Toronto did. They came back. Luckily, uh, Knicks could pull one out. But I mean, uh, a couple of these Brooklyn games, they could have pulled away if they, if they made some more shots down the stretch. Randall. I love Randall. 34 points tonight. I haven't seen him make that game winner, that big, big shot. I yeah. mean, eventually, I, I always say it, every time they lose these close games, when RJ misses, although RJ's been very great with uh, in the last few games with, uh, when there's like two minutes left, fourth quarter overtime, I think MSG talked about it. I just like to see them close out and hit a game winner. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. I said it's going to happen eventually. Somebody's going to have one fall, whether it's Randall or, or Barrett or even quickly because he's been um, – pretty prolific and you know i've liked what i've seen uh in the short span of obi toppin maybe not this game i, I wasn't really paying attention but yeah, I think they're, really starting to give him, they're starting to give him a better role in some games i think knox was in for this game a little bit uh more than usual i i, I, I like i like what obi toppin does with his minutes a lot i think he's showing that you know he could be the player that if we do happen to let randall walk you know he oh could my be, god we i I don't want it to happen, but if it does happen, it, something crazy happens, Obi Toppin's showing that, you know, he could blossom into a guy that could maybe start in a couple of years and, you know, be that four that we need. And, you know, I, I like the way he plays. I just – he needs to develop a jump shot. I, mm-hmm. I think to be to be con, like a competitive player at the next level, you need to have a jump shot. I mean, I, as, he, 
Yeah, as Clyde Fraser said, I mean, that dude just throws up UFOs. It, it, it's a very weird high-arcing shot, similar to the way yes. Knox shoots, but Knox actually knocks them down, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but speaking on Kevin Knox, we could have easily drafted Michael Porter Jr. in that draft. I think he had back yep. problems going into the season. Yes, yes he Look did. how that turned out. I actually, for one, was a big fan of Michael Porter Jr. coming uh, out of college. I, I was, I was, I was also right. very high on Michael Porter coming out of, I want to tell you, Missouri. Yep, Missouri. I, yeah. Uh, typical he, mix. He, typical he was mix. he was a very good prospect coming out of college. He was he struggled with back issues early in his college career, but he was an outstanding prospect when he played, similar to like a Kyrie Irving who didn't play much. I obviously Kyrie Irving's a lot better than what Michael Porter is, but Kyrie Irving was hurt most of his college career, came into the NBA and dominated. It's just that that's what you're getting with Michael Porter right now. Speaking of Kyrie Irving in the Nets. Um, we aren't too keen on the Nets. We don't know much about the Nets. We don't watch a lot of Nets games. If there's anyone out there who's really interested and wants to know more about the Nets for some reason. They're uh, awesome. Us, you don't have to worry about them. But let us know. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. We're, we're available. Um, if you want to have that talked about, we can get into the Nets, I guess, a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll watch them in the playoffs because they're definitely going to be there. They're a very good team as long as they um, stay don't healthy. get hurt. Just stay healthy. Yeah. That's the main thing that, I mean, I've yep. heard. Um. Do we want to get into some baseball, boys? I'm turning out how we feel about down. it. I'm down. Little, little I'm down. Yankees talk here. I got a lot about the Yankees to talk about. All right. So, obviously, Yankees just won about an hour ago, a little bit less than that. Uh, it was a great game. What was the score? What was the score? Uh, I think it was three to one. I Garrett think all three, three, all three RBIs came from uh, Kyle Gashioka, who hit two home runs. Hey. Yeah. He's a stud. Wait, wait did, Cole, did Cole pitch today? Yes. Oh yeah, Cole shoved uh, six innings of one hit baseball, or not one hit, one run baseball. Oh, uh, quick quick pointer here: Marlins Braves is three three top ten. Uh, the Marlins came back in this game. Sandy didn't get his loss. That's fantasy baseball, right there. They Let's now have first and first and third with nobody out. The Marlins are about to beat the Braves, most likely. Right, yeah, so I, you know, I you know who couldn't beat the Marlins? Team. The Mets. Yeah, but let, we'll talk about Mets later. Any more uh, Yankee stuff, boys? Oh, I got a lot of stuff. So. All right. I mean, Yankees really got off to a slow start. It's not it's not really Yankee-like to see them like this. They're hovering around 500. They did that a little bit in 2020. I still facing them. They're still a good baseball team. Uh, one thing that's really dragging them down, Aaron Hicks in the three spot. It's just got to go. Until he can learn that. I, I, I agree 110%. From the left side. I'm not a Yankee fan. I agree 100%. He shouldn't be in the three spot. He's an average defender in center field. He's nothing special, but got a great he arm. not get a baseball. He's got a great arm. Sixth percentile for hard hit baseballs this year. That's that's basically one of the lowest you can possibly be. I mean, where's, I'm Pete, probably, where's, Pete, I'm, where's Pete Alonso in there? He doesn't make contact. He, 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 you, he, he doesn't make contact. He's don't don't worry what, about. What about, Pete Michael, what about Michael Conforto? I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose it on the Mets uh, in, a, in yeah. a short moment here. What I've seen from the Yankees, though, Bear, I, I don't know about your take about them being 500. I mean, it's literally four, eight games into the season, yeah. so it's hard to not be 500. It's, you're going to hover around 500 that close into the season just based off not being able to play enough games. Um, but what I've seen from the Yankees, and I've watched a little more Yankees than I, I usually do just because the Mets have been rain delayed and they had the COVID issue. Um, what I've noticed is just the starting pitching. Uh, I think it needs to improve. Obviously, it's they're, weak. Playing, they're, playing it's in a, weak. they're playing in a stadium that is not a, that won't really allow them to become dominant. But uh, I've liked what I've seen from Cole. He's no DeGrom, but he's very, very good. I'll give you that. So um, very, very good. I'm, he's, he's I'm not an mistaken, unbelievable pitcher. If I'm not mistaken, Domingo Herman has not looked great in his first two outings. He got oh, sent he down. Got sent down. Uh, didn't know about that. 
not surprised, I guess, now. He didn't look great. Kluber, I think, uh, had an okay first outing. I, he had a good first outting and oh, a great second, second outing. All right. All right. Second. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think same thing with Tyone. I don't yeah. remember, though. Um, bullpen has looked okay. Justin Wilson is your no, uh, your ace bullpen in that bullpen. Bullpen has not looked okay, John. The bullpen has looked fantastic. We yeah, Justin Wilson's your best, your best Just, your Justin best Wilson's the best bullpen yeah. arm. Yeah, not, okay, bullpen. I'm talking about the bullpen. Jonathan Lazoiga, Johnny Lasagna, has lo- he's been a stud out of the bullpen. Him, this, he's just been eating up innings. Whenever he pitches, he's thrown shutout. I'm pretty sure he has zero ERA. Throws 97 with sink. He's absolutely disgusting. Okay, if you want to talk about someone – Throwing hard with sink. Blake trying to throw a hundred with sink. Oh, Blake, I thought I thought, I thought you were gonna say Jerus Familia. I was ninety six. Oh, I mean, I was, I was I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. No, the biggest thing from the Yankees right now is that Aaron Judge, if he plays one hundred fifty games this year, he is probably gonna win MVP. He looks absolutely fantastic coming. Calm down, Hunter. Oh, Hunter, oh, you've got oh, a better chance of hitting he, for the cycle than Aaron Judge playing one hundred and fifty <laughs> games in a season. John. John, he really like he had some soreness, but he only missed one game. Which this early into the season, that's great for Aaron Judge. Usually, he has a torn ACL or something by now. <laughs> Look, he is in the hundred percentile for average exit velo. For people that don't really aren't very good with math, that means he's the best in baseball. Every time he makes contact with a baseball, it goes on average about ninety nine point eight miles an hour off the bat. Which and that, that, that that's a ridiculous stat because let's just say he like you know gets under and pops one up or he's over a ball and he grounds one. It, he's still hitting ball so hard that those are almost averaged out with his uh, average velocity. I, I, have to, I have to jump in and just say, I, I don't, I don't agree with this whole Aaron judge MVP thing. I, I you just no, have to forget. no, absolutely not. Absolutely. You, not. Just ha- you just happen to forget about the best, one of the best players to ever play baseball in the AL Mike Trout is still playing baseball at absolutely a high level. So. Absolutely. He's still playing baseball. He's still hitting bombs. If we see I a think 2017 like season out of Aaron Judge, I could see him taking. He's not winning it. If, if, if he Trout in 2017, if, he deserves it. No, he did. No, he did. No, the MVP talk is way too early. It's nine games, eight games into the season. <laughs> ten. The Yankees have played ten. For the uh, first ten time in his career is not chasing the slider in the dirt. He's one of the. You know who is? Yeah, who is? Giancarlo Stanton is chasing the slider in the dirt. You know who is? Every every dude in the Mets roster not named Brandon Nimmo. Can we talk about a little Mets boys? Are we? Uh, are go we, ahead. You know, go ahead. Cover the Yankees. You can I, go. I am a I am a pissed off Mets fan, Paul. I am a pissed off Mets fan. I am a pessimistic Mets fan. Uh, they, I mean, going like out there, uh, game one. All right, we got Lindor, and unfortunately, when we covered Lindor uh, previously, he had not yet signed. He did. Very excited about that. Yeah. Or so yeah, I yeah, thought. Yeah. Defensively, he's been okay. Other than Defensively, that he's been unbelievable, John. He has it. That one, that that one blunder on Real Muto still gets me. I didn't like that. He was kind of nonchalant in it there. Okay. Yeah. It's just been poor. You know, it's just been poor. The bullpen has looked terrible. Miguel Castro looks great. Then he looks awful. Then he looks okay. You go. Wait, when did he look awful? He had three good outings. He gave up. He gave up a run in the second outing. He didn't look good. Oh man, he gave up a run. Trevor May. Trevor Trevor May has been shaky at best. He's he's like a 97 year old war veteran out there. He's really just he's having a tough time. Uh, you got Jerus Familia. Uh, oh my God! Don't even get me started. He has. He was not terrible in his last outing. Uh, with yeah, he threw three strikes. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's it's <laughs> a lot of strikes for Edmund. Uh, for, well, he uh, threw two balls. 
Diaz, I'm not going to get on. I mean, it's a tough situation when you're a closer and you're putting a non-safe Ed, situation. Ed, Ed, Edwin Diaz has pitched twice all year. I do not put it on him. There's been games we should have won this year where he should have been in the game, and he has not the pitched. Issue, the issue comes down to this. Hitting. Starting, hitting. Pitching, starting pitching plays well. The back does do not wake up. Yep. yep. And, 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 you know, Jacob DeGrom, I don't think anyone has to talk about it. 0.64 ERA. I'm going to talk about it as I said. No, we need to talk about it. It's just like, it pains me because, uh, you know, you're going to have you're, this this Hall of Fame Seaver versus. You're, you're wasting a pitcher's career and a you, team. You have that this Seaver versus DeGrom debate, right? And my dad, I'll, I'll shout out Rob Grano, has, um, has debated with me on this topic. And he says that. Uh, you know, Tom Seaver also didn't get this run support. I don't know if Tom Seaver got it this bad, though. I mean, I'm sure he got more runs. DeGrom, this. This DeGrom's, is pitching, DeGrom's pitching some of the best games of his life and losing. And, and like, what pains me more, he, I, I hope he starts cursing teammates out, too, because, like, he's like, oh, I, I'm really upset that I gave up that run on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. No, I'll put a I, I saw – I saw a teammate saying, you know, like he never walks in a dugout depressed or upset or anything. He encourages his teammates. If I were DeGrom and I throw eight innings and shove. And, and he's their best friggin' hitter. Days, he's their best friggin' hitter when he plays. He, I sent this to Hunter the other day. I FaceTimed him after. In DeGrom starts, in the two starts, Jacob DeGrom is leading the team in hits yep. with three. And the next is Michael Conforto with two, which I'm somehow shocked he has two hits. Yeah, he had because he, he had a double in the first game. And I think he might have had something. You know, what pains me even more. The Mets all, in that Marlins game, the one nothing loss, had a ton of opportunities. Three nothing. They had a bases loaded, bases loaded, no uh, no out scenario. First, first and third, first nobody and third, out. No out to start the game. You start a game yeah. first and third, nobody out. You're getting you're bad, getting at least bad I, bad idea to bunt Lindor. I think that's terrible. It worked. Early. It did work. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I don't care if it works. He's your best hitter. You're batting him two for a reason. Ooh. Let the dude swing the bat. You're paying him thirty four million dollars a year. He's supposed to be the stud. Let him hit the baseball. The door has struggled. He has mightily struggled offensively. Everybody's so struggling on the Mets right now. You can't Other, just say it's, it's uh, I, fault. I know, but so listen, Paul. When you pay a guy $330 million, you're going to talk about him more than Luis Guillorme. He's played Fallon five games, dude. Year. He's played you know five I mean? games for the Mets. I, I, I Do I think he's going to get out of it? I do. I think I really hope he does. He had a rough start to the spring, and he, he, he picked it up. Uh, Alonzo's a little bit concerning because you're starting to see flashes of last year where he presses at the plate. The only guy that's really struggling that I'm not concerned about is Jeff McNeil. And the only reason being he's is that not he's, struggling. Hit, he's, yeah, hitting he's hitting the ball hard. hard. He's, hitting he's hitting baseballs, baseballs very hard. hard. I mean, he had a... Uh, in the first game, there and he was in the first game where DeGrom was pitching, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, he, uh, he swung it, I think, four pitches. Yep. Three of them were hard lineouts, yep. and one of them was to the wall. It was he had a good game. He was hitting the ball hard. That's all you could ask for out of you know, a hitter. Paul, you know what else I think is the Mets issue? And you've seen this as a recurring theme with the Mets. They are a very home run dependent team. And, it, yes. and that means their yes. only runs are coming off off long balls. So so it happened in I think 2017-18. They were like second in the National League in home runs, but runs scored was near the bottom of the NL because all they're doing is hitting solo homers and two run homers. I think keeping an inning alive. Like I think I told you one time, I think the Mets were down two or three in that Phillies game. I was like, I don't want a home run right here. I want to double in the gap. I want to ride. Yeah. No. Cause we were watching put a, it. And put I think I put, 
Remember, oh, I remember, I put my live bet on in the fourth inning. We were down four nothing. Terrible bet, by the way. We had oh bases God. loaded. We had bases loaded, two outs. I was, I was happy. I was like, you know what? We're gonna get a hit here. We're gonna score yeah, some but, runs. But as a pitcher, I, uh, I'm a newer pitcher, Paul. I think you can attest to this. If I were a pitcher, I'd rather give up a solo shot than three straight doubles. Yeah, I really no, would. I agree, hundred ten percent. Three doubles is two know, runs. Three yeah. doubles is two runs. One solo shot. You know, that's one bad pitch. That's fan, one bad pitch. The fans get a little excited when they're uh, when their Pete Alonso goes deep once in a blue moon. I I think the problem is, and Johnny touched on this, the hitting, the situational hitting we have here oh, it's is terrible. so poor. Oh my God, like we don't we don't hit. Lindor's been the only guy. Lindor's been the only guy that's had some awareness. Uh, he's had a couple sack flies that haven't really gone his way. He's at least been aware at the plate. No, I think Lindor, you're we're overlooking. Like he's done things that I matter. I like what he's done. Like, I, lo- I yeah, love what he's done. He's he's approaching his at bats a lot better than most of the players on the team currently. I mean, obviously Brandon Nimmo's having he is he stroking had a, the ball. He's had a he's had a great five games so far. Yeah. Hopefully he changes nothing. He keeps on raking. He has been but, a little lucky though. He's had some infield hits and some. Okay, yeah, but, but he but he beats them well. out. He he, yeah. he beats them out. That's that's yeah. not his problem. He beats them out. It's the problem is when we have guys on first and third, nobody out, you can't not score a run early in the game. That pitcher needs the morale to go back out there and say, all right, my team's behind me. I'm going to win this ball game for us. We don't have that right now. Like see yeah. like Garrett Cole's confident in his team to score runs. As he should be. You got a very good ball. As he should be. The, Yan- the Yankees have a top three lineup in baseball, yep. regardless of the injuries, maybe top five now because of their injuries, but to Luke Voigt, Mainly because Jay Bruce is just not it at first base, but I I think wait hold on I think Lemayhew's playing first right. Bear correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, Lemayhew's playing first. first. Yeah. We got uh, Rubenito Dora over at second. Fifteen-year-old yeah. shortstop. That guy's really Rube. young. That Rubenito. He looks like a fifteen-year-old, but he's been playing. Like this whole clean-shaven Yankees thing is kind of starting to piss me. It's off. really starting to piss me off. I, I I hate looking at it. Like I remember when Chase Rube. Headley. I remember Chase Headley came over the Yankees a few years back, oh, and he had that awful he's clean stuck. shave. I I see. That's the one thing I would like to see Harper shave. That would be yeah. pretty cool. No, one person I'd love to see shave, and this is kind of going back to Yankee starting pitching. If we pick up Dallas Keuchel, it's over for that man. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Who was the dude? Who was the dude? Uh, oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Hold on. Who was the dude on the Giants uh, back in the day with the huge beard? Brian Wilson. Beer? Brian Sergio Wilson. Sergio Romo. No, no, he had a beard. He had like a he had like a Justin Turner. Like a weird beard. Justin Turner. Oh my gosh. Met legend, Met legend Justin Turner. I just want to talk about the uh, Yanks real quick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the thing about starting pitching, Domingo Herman is no longer on the New York Yankees. That he's now to Triple A, and uh, they cut him. He's now to Triple A. He's been uh, sent to the alternate site, so we're in need of a five starter. And uh, there, the, they know, they, uh, they surely whacked him down there. Oh yeah, they gave him the right hook. But uh, yep. <laughs> no, I want to know how thoughts on really really out as the mini Pedro in some eyes. Uh, I just really Don't. want. What you think oh about Debbie Garcia and him filling out the five spot in the Yankees rotation? No, I liked I liked Debbie Garcia for one start last year. He made a great start against the Mets, like all pitchers do for the Yankees. And all for the Yankees? I, you mean every every team in the National American uh, Minor well, League, well, Triple right, A, right Double now. A, Single A, Pony yeah. League, International, World Baseball Classic? I mean, you could have thrown no, my no, nine year old no. niece out there, and she's giving you seven <laughs> innings of shutout ball against the Mets in, in her debut. I mean, come I on. I mean, Trevor Trevor Rogers did dice the Mets up. That I, I dude, mean, that dude looked phenomenal. Oh, he, he was looked great. unbelievable. He was I don't, painting I don't, the top of the zone, painting corners. Pitches were he, moving at a very good curveball. 
I loved that saw from Trevor. Fa- that was fun faced, to watch. We faced him last year. He was throwing 93, I think, tops. Yeah, and he's up to 97 right now, and he is dotting. He's he looked un- that Marlins rotation is that Marlins rotation is something else. They got that that Marlins team is going to be something yeah. special in a couple of years. I mean, Sandy, uh, obviously Rogers, Six-0. Pablo Lopez, six zero. We really don't care about the Marlins. We're trying to talk about the Yanks here. I mean, no, nobody really cares about the Yankees. No either. one cares no, about the Yankees. care about the Yankees because you don't. I want to know about Debbie Garcia. He throws 95. I want to I want to talk great. about, Dude, I he's gonna talk about have Sam six, Darnold. You put him up there, he's going to have a six-year range June, bro. It, it's Debbie, I, I Gar- Debbie Garcia is a guy. Debbie Garcia is a guy who's going to struggle if he can't control his fastball. But he can control the fastball, and that's what I want to know for I, now. I'm, okay. I'm saying if he can't control his can fastball. Can he be productive? He can. If he that controls guy. his fastball well and he has his changeup and his curveball working, he could be a, an effective pitcher in baseball. Al, Al, as a Yankees fan, what are your thoughts on this Debbie Garcia take? Um, I think Davey's got a lot of potential. It's just that he's got two pitches, you know? And um, yeah, I agree. Uh, in, the, in the big leagues, you need plus stuff. And I don't know if his curveball is – I don't even know. I can't even think of a guy like Kershaw's curveball. But, I mean – if they try at like someone like Albert Abreu or Clark Schmidt, maybe, I mean, maybe I'd they like get... to see Clark Schmidt. I really would. That's a good question. Because I, I didn't Clark Schmidt get hurt. I feel like he's, he's hurt. hurt. Uh, by the way, Albert Abreu looked fantastic. I don't care if he's hurt. Throw lefty, throw lefty for all I care. I just want to see him out there. No, no. You know I think, I, mean? I think I, I, I told bear this. I think Loisica is dealing right now. Open him a game, have a bullpen game. You know, I, I the Rays. Do you, want to risk, do you want to risk a bullpen game every five days, though? Wouldn't you want yes. to just have a solidified start? If you have cold the day after. If you have cold if you have cold the day after going eight scoreless, then what, like, what's okay, the problem? Okay, well, let's, let's say Cole goes five innings and he's up to 100 pitches and the bullpen then has you, a long then day. You have Albert Abreu. The then you have Albert Abreu. You can't just Albert Abreu goes two like innings. That. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. saying that, Paul. You have an opener for the next day. And then you're you're limiting the bullpen for the, I, for the I game think, after that if you do an opener game. And the, then I think good, I think but. the guy they would go to if they don't bring up Debbie is that King guy. I forget his first name. Oh, but I think they bring up King. King. He sat. He went like three or four scoreless in his last relief. Appearance. Michael King did look good in his. I think it was that was like what game one. That was game one of the season. No, I think it might have been game one or game two. He looked yeah, at, looked very good. Hard. One guy and then no base runner since. By the way, I just want to highlight this: the Suns have 81 points at the end of the second quarter. Oh my god, I'm looking at that now. The Suns Rockets is 81.58. The Rockets stink. That's a different topic, but other than Kevin yeah. Porter, right. they, they are. I want to. I, I want to move on. I want to move on to uh, the Sam Darnold trade. I want to hear the Jets fans' take on the Sam Darnold trade. I want to see who you think the Jets are going to get at quarterback. I want to hear the opinions. I mean, Bear. I think we have a concise it's, answer. It's going to be Zach Wilson. There's no way it's not Zach Wilson. I could see maybe, maybe if Joe Douglas absolutely loses his mind and Robert Sala just isn't in the war room, they take a tackle at two and then wait till twenty. Oh my God! Oh, that would be terrible. They take like Trey Lance. Horrendous. Could you imagine uh, that? Could I, you imagine? I, could, no, no, Bear. Could you imagine like round three? Like we're still yeah. taking a quarterback. We take some guy to like Oregon State. Like the backup at Oregon State. No. Yeah, I, I like I like his uh, I like his throw down the seam. So we're gonna take Zach him. Wilson will have a more successful career than Trevor Lawrence if he goes to the Jets. Stop talking, please. Uh, I would say Zach Wilson. I think if Zach, Zach Wilson went to uh, hold on, Bear, Bear, hold on. If Zach Wilson went to any other team other than the Jets, then you can make that argument. Yeah. But because he is going to the Jets, 
seeing what they've had at quarterback, the talent wise, yeah, it's scary. It's going to be very hard for him. That's why I'd say I don't put a knock on any of these jet quarterbacks to work out because I, I really can't put it on these quarterbacks. I and think Sam Darnold. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold has talent. I do think he's. A, I don't know. I, I think I still think Sam Darnold is is partly to blame for for his struggles in New yes, York. Yes. But yes. that doesn't mean that he's not a. I think I. I don't think. Uh, I don't know what the he Panthers showed are glimpses. thinking. He I showed think the Panthers last year. If the Panthers are smart, you you don't do this trade. You you maybe give a fourth pick for Sam Darnold. They're and desperate. You, you make They're him, desperate right You now. make him a backup, and you see what he's got in camp. If he's good in camp, you let him ride. If he's not, you don't. I mean, you're selling yourself short here by by losing Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, not a great year for him, but. You could draft a quarterback I, I, and, I th- and probably have a better chance than, than taking Darnold. I, d- right I do think that the Panthers are set up for the future, though, in my they opinion. I, I do think th- they have phenomenal weapons, and I do think the, the versatile weapon himself, shout out Bengal, Kyle Pitts, can go to them at eight. And if it, that does happen, the offense, they ha- the offense they have, Sam Darnold cannot struggle in. It's like – the same yeah. situation with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, another offense where you just can't struggle in. I mean, yeah, you've the, got Darnold's going to flourish with McCaffrey. I mean, uh, Dar- Darnold did like to throw to Bell uh, last year, and at the start of this year, uh, he liked to use him out of the backfield. So a guy like McCaffrey is going to help. Robbie Anderson, he's already had that rapport with. He knows him well. Um, DJ Moore's Curtis another great Samuel, option. Curtis yeah. Samuel. Curtis Samuel's obviously. gone. Curtis Samuel's he, gone. Oh, that's right. He's signing on the football team. Football team is going to be very good as well. They can find themselves a quarterback, maybe Heineke, maybe Fitzpatrick gives you some. I think magic. I think Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick's going to be their starter. They're going to rock with him at the start of the year. If he does not play well, either they're drafting Kyle Trask day two, or they're rocking Taylor Heineke. I don't think, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback in the first round. I think there's you know more needs on that team. We could discuss that next week if we have a draft video. I think Obviously, we probably drafts, will. Yeah, drafts in two weeks. Let us know in the comment week. section. We're gonna post. We'll post a little uh, Q and A if you want to see a mock draft video where we just cover maybe the first, maybe the first round, maybe the first two rounds. We could do something where we cover the first round and then go through seven of the or whatever the nine of the Jets, seven of the Giants, rest of the picks, whatever you guys really want to see. Obviously, we'll talk our little Knicks and our little Mets and uh, Yankees, but we could focus mainly on the Jets and Giants draft. I just want to talk about Sam Darnold trade real quick. I mean, I can't really tell who's going to win or lose. Like, if Sam Darnold goes there and absolutely balls out, it's a it's a win for Carolina. Like, but it's also it's also not a loss if we draft Zach Wilson and he turns out to be very good. We we got a second round pick next year for Sam Darnold, and I think that's absolutely phenomenal what you get for him. <laughs> Joe but, Douglas has been very good with his trades. Two uh, first rounders for for Jamal Adams, guys like that has been very good trades. I think the one one biggest loser of this trade that no one's talking about, it's Robbie Anderson. The guy tries to get away from Sam Darnold. He goes (laughs) on to Carolina, has a career year, and then Sam Darnold follows him. He knows he's going to be terrible probably. How how much do I bet he catches like 40 balls, like 600 yards receiving? I say say he gets hurt on a slant route second game of the year. Well, Robbie Anderson doesn't run slant routes, Bear. When when did Robbie Robbie Anderson Anderson ever run run straight? He runs straight streaks, and maybe, maybe he, maybe he like turns his ankle a little bit left for an inch of a post route for you, maybe once. Trying to outrun a Sam Darnold overthrown ball. I do, <laughs> Bear. I'm gonna cut you off here. I do think that the Panthers made a low risk, high reward trade. High risk, high risk, low yeah, reward. I don't think it's a high risk. Oh, this is high risk. high risk. Three picks for a guy who has not shown it yet. This is low reward. This if is low reward. low reward. He could come in and ball out. He could be terrible though. Yeah. What's his ceiling at this point? Not it's not as high as it once was. Maybe a high a high end game manager, Ryan Tannehill. 
I can see that. Tannehill's not a game manager, dude. Yes, I would is. think yes, he he's is. not. I can you're lucky if you get day. Ravens Joe manager. Flacco, bro. You're you're lucky if you get Ravens Joe Flacco. No, you're lucky if you get Jets Joe Flacco. <laughs> okay, okay. Jets Joe Flacco is a stud. No, Jets Joe Flacco threw absolute dimes. I don't want to hear. That one threw a Jameson Crowder he had. was ridiculous. That was I want my fantasy he, game because he of that always lo- he always looked concussed. Oh, yeah. we just got a notification from Zoom, our uh, our our great partners who only allow us forty minutes of podcast time. We've got on, nine minutes on, and fifty on, seconds left. Do you know what hold this on. means? This is time. It's time. We haven't had this segment. In we two haven't weeks. had it in two weeks, folks. Al wants answers. Is back. Al, take it away. All right, guys. It's good to be back. Um, we're going to start off our first question is what is going to happen with Conforto? Will he get a contract? Yes or no. Can I go first here, boys? Go ahead. Uh, I think reasonably right now, if you're the Mets, you're still looking to pursue Conforto. Uh, it's an early start. It's rough. Fans are booing him. We've seen this with Conforto early on. His swings tends to be long early in the, um, in the season. He usually starts to figure it out towards the middle of the season, uh, but it is a bit scary. I mean, I wonder if the contract talk is 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 waning weighing down on him. His agent Scott Boris is a guy who's known to delay the contract process. He tried to do it with Harvey. He did it with Strasburg. He's he usually doesn't like to sign midseason. He wants to wait and, and see his options from other teams. And as a Met fan and as a, a baseball fan, you hate to see stuff like that because I think Scott Boris is a real jack. I Jack, you know what? I, I just don't like the guy. I don't know. He seemed to be a little weird with Harvey's pitch limits back in 2015. Um, but I think that with Conforto, what you really want to see is just him improve throughout the year, and then you can really start to ramp up your talks. Obviously, Lindor's signing doesn't help you, just in the sense that, like, you're giving a lot of money to him. Conforto's going to ask the question, well, why am I not worth this? That That's just one of the issues. And now he knows that the Mets are willing to spend. He's going to jack up the price like Lindor did. So I would want to get him for anywhere for, like, five years, 150, six years, 175, 180. He could try to drag that up to 192. I don't think he's worth that, but but there's a chance he could get there. I, I, uh, I'm i going to step in now. I think I saw a report that Conforto wants to explore his options with other teams. I think you touched on it a little bit with his agent. Um, that I think they want to see the options that he could get and see what money he could get at another team. Right now, I don't think he's going to get the money. If he keeps this pace up, I don't think he's going to get the money he wants. I think if – if he can't find his swing right now, he can't find his groove. Nobody's going to give him the money he's expecting. He had a great year last year. There were also players that you know are very good that had bad years last year. It was just it was a weird year. I mean, also guy you know guy like Dom Smith had a great year. I I rather see Dom Smith as an everyday outfielder if he's going to continue to play at the high level and Conforto, who's playing at the low level he currently is. If that if that you know stays the same. I'm not paying the guy $25 million a year to come back and, you know, hit 220 and as a, as a four hitter, it's just, that's not what I'm paying him to do. Fair in our, uh, in our chat just uh, said three years, $487 million for Michael Conforto. That's a fair contract in my opinion. No, realistically though. I mean, is he going to like, is he going to maintain would, the field? That too? Would, is, he that gonna, would like, him, ba- is he cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the locker room for you maybe too? That would give him three million dollars per week. Is he Just serving, imagine is he that. Serving, is he serving hot dogs in the concession stand? Like I don't know no. what. You, oh, look, no. Paul, look behind you right now. That's Conforto's uh, elbow pitch. Oh gosh. Uh, speaking of that, so uh, when you think Conforto, you obviously think a couple days ago 
Bases loaded. He hasn't really been swinging well. Gave a little excuse me, stuck the elbow out. Drove in the winning run. Says no, he didn't. didn't. Sticking elbow out. What are you talking about? It hit yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, little... he didn't stick it out. He shot it out like a like a cannon. No. Uh, completely unnecessary, really. With Conforto uh, contract talks, I see one of two options going on with the Mets. And these are both realistic Mets scenarios. Either one, you overpay slightly for him. And I agree. Goes to hell. It just he's getting a Yoannis Cespedes contract, guys. He's getting a Yoannis Cespedes contract. If that's the case, and he gets hurt like that, we do get the insurance money. Hashtag Metropolitan. Or and what I think is far more likely, Conforto walks because of Scott Boris. He goes and signs with like the Dodgers. Has a career year. Hits three twenty five. Okay. All right. All right. All right. He's not signing to the Dodgers. Okay. 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 Al. Al has another question. Let's stop talking about Conforto. He's a piece of trash. All right, boys, I got one more. We're going to wrap it up after this. So I listened to the uh, last podcast, and you guys said that the Angels were going to go 89 and 71. Um, this basically means that they're going to make the playoffs, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yes, and, I, I had them winning the division. I, yeah, uh, I had them as a playoff team. Um, what I'm, what I'm going to ask here is, uh, do you think – Oh, well, and I do, do you think, but how will they do if they do make the playoffs? And by the way, in 2021, Albert Pujols will be making 30 million this final year of 2021. What do you think they'll do after that? All right. For, I'll, I'll take this first. Uh, I want to talk about the playoff thing you asked first. I don't think they're making it, making it past the first round. Uh, I just don't think they have the pitching. The, the pitching is not where it needs to be in order to win playoff games. I think in prior years, we've seen pitching, be a main factor of you know playoff games and i don't think they have i I don't think they have the pitching in order i I, you know love my track i hope he wins a world series by the end of his career but his team is just like there's no pitching there dylan bundy and i don't even know who their two is andrew heaney i i think that's who their two but just they don't have pitching there and then second off they're gonna Either Albert Pools is retiring or they're going to lower his contract. There's no way they're paying him $30 million. Well, Paul, the issue is they can restructure, but like if he, they're not going to cut him because they still have to pay him. So they might as no, well. No, no, they're not cutting him. They're going to they're restructure his contract, I mean, but it's going to be all yeah. severely lower. He they should be can't making, pay him I mean, money. respectfully, Albert Pools is a fat slob at this point. So, I mean, you shouldn't be paying him more than $10 million a year. Even that's a little. You should you know, be paying him more than seven million dollars. Yeah, a year, you shouldn't right? be paying him more than like seven dollars a year. You're lucky he still steps in the field, the old fart. But um, <laughs> re- realistically, the Angels are, are like Paul said, a one and done team in the playoffs. Maybe if they are wild card, they get eliminated then. Uh, but but what I don't like from the Angels is that if they get uh, cold offensively, kind of like the Mets, they're done. They don't have the pitching prowess that a team like the 2015 yep. Mets did, or they don't have a bullpen like the 2014-15 Royals did. They've got nothing like that. They have no edge. They have no X factor other than Trout. They really don't have an identity. If I say Angels, you say Trout, but you don't say, oh, they have power. Oh, they have speed. Oh, they have. They don't. I do. I do think they're building. I do think they're building some kind of an organization there. I do think you know we're looking up, like we're looking down on their organization right now. But a couple years, I think they're going to be a lot better. I think Otani's still. Think Otani's still developing. He's mm-hmm. going to be a great player eventually. I He looks like a great player right now. I yes. think he's going to be better in the future. He but. is running out of time to show it, though, I will say. And to me, the scariest thought is a 35-year-old Trout and the Angels making the playoffs. Oh. Oh. Trout's an old fart. He can't walk anymore. And they finally- I, 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 do, I do think that if 
you know, like Jared Walsh is another name that comes up when you talk about the Angels. I think I Jared said, Walsh. I think you said Jared Porter. Yeah. <laughs> not Jared Porter. Jared Walsh, the uh, the first baseman for the Angels. Uh, not, Al not, not Jared Porter, pedo GM of the New York metropolitan no, area. No. Oh. Uh, actually, Jared Walsh uh, was dropped by Alex D'Ambrosio in the Fantasy Baseball League and then picked back up instantly at three. He went two yabos. I did, in fact, boycott that league due to the draft being in February. Yeah. What an absolute joke, Justin. Yeah, what a travesty. Justin Herbstman, that's an absolute travesty. But um, we're, we're running out of time here. I'm going to uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Oh, I, I think Hunter has a point. Oh, Hunter, go. Hunter, go. I don't really get this Angels have no identity. They're a team that, like, when they're hot, they can flat out hit. They got Trout, obviously. Otani's a streaky guy. Rendon's still one of the best, if not the best, third baseman in the league. I mean, David Fletcher's no scrub. Pujols, when he's hot, can go on a home run streak. And really, Walsh. Pujols, when he's I mean, hot. When has Pujols ever been warm? That dude playing. blows. He's on the bench. He's 59 years old, Bear. He plays he's once a, every five he's days. A, he's a bench coach, Bear. Maybe behind guys like maybe Trevor Mendoza, he, he can have gives, 100 hey, RBI. Bear, Bear, hey, Bear, maybe he gives a soft toss. Hey, shut up. Maybe he gives a soft toss in the cage. We're about to run out of time. All right, all right. Wrap it up, Paul. Wrap it up, Paul. They have an MVP candidate on their team. If Otani can be an, an above okay, average. Yes. All right, that's going to do it. All right, thank you guys. For We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping up. Follow us on all of our socials. Follow us on all of our socials. We'll see you guys next time. Thank see you, boys. Bye.